Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Okay. <laughs>
Yeah. 
Controversy, and who better to bring it than an individual named Mr. Controversy? You know what I'm saying? Um, but tonight, I'm done playing with us as a people, yo. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think we get it. I know we don't get it. You know what I'm saying? Um, I was taking my daughter to school one morning my 12-year-old, and we driving, you know what I mean? And her dad, I got a question. I said, what's up? She was like, where do we leave our children? And I said, oh, what you mean? She was like, I'm not just talking about money, you know what I mean? She was like, I'm not talking about, like, clothes and stuff like that. Like, what do we leave? our families, our, our families and our children. And I, I sat dumbfounded for a minute. I had to do a self-evaluation. I had to check myself real quick before I answered because she caught me off guard with that. So I was like, hold up. If I die today or tomorrow, what the hell am I leaving my children? What am I leaving my family? And you know what I said? I gave her the most honest answer ever. I said, nothing. Debt. She said, what's debt? I said, when you owe a bunch of bills. And I proceeded to go on in this dialogue with her. And I said, hold up. Say, you know, look at Asian people. <clears throat> I said, if an Asian father is a dentist and the Asian mother is a doctor, I said, rest assured, they're raising their children to become a doctor or a dentist. You know what I'm saying? Whatever, whatever they are. Now, you know, she was like, what do we leave him? What do we pass on to him? So I had to think about that. I said, so they pass on structure. You know what I mean? I said, now let's say, let's say you're Hispanic. And let's say your dad is, he works with his hands, so he, he, fixes houses and, and, and cars. You know what I mean? He a mechanic. Let's say he a mechanic. And I said, the mom 
run the poppy store. I said, more than likely, they're going to have their children working in a poppy store so they can learn the business as they pass it to them. And the father more than likely going to have his son, somebody going to want to take up how to fix cars and be an auto mechanic. So they passing on them a skill, a trade that they, they'll forever have, teaching them already entrepreneurship from the rip with, with the poppy store that we're consumers of, heavy consumers of, right? So now you got the Asian family passing on a profession. You got, you have the Hispanics passing on entrepreneurship and a skill or trade, right? Because even an auto mechanic business or shop is his father. So I said, let's take white people. Say carcassoids leave their children stuff like trust funds, stocks and bonds in their name and pass it down. They leave them um, bank bank account, money in the bank, right? They leave them property. And I'm just thinking all the things I'm saying, so she was so on point when she asked that question because it was like, what do we even have to leave, right? So now you got the Asian man who passed on a profession. You have the Hispanic or Latino pass on entrepreneurship, not to mention that Asians can have their own practices, which is entrepreneurship. They can have their own dentistry and their own, you know, little office, doctor's office. You feel me? So they can still be having, promoting entrepreneurship and passing on entrepreneurship along with a profession, which is still a skill or a trade. Well, a skill, not so much a trade, but a skill. Then you have the Hispanic who leads the entrepreneurship in the forms of owning your own little trade shop, auto mechanic, you know what I mean, or your own little poppy store, retail, right? Now you have the Caucasian who's living and passing on finances and economics. Now, what the hell are we leaving our children besides a debt on how to bury it? Or us burying them. Besides the debt of of owing student government or student loans or loans for houses, mortgages or, or vehicles, whatever. Right? What are we leaving our children other than a bad state? Because that's exactly how we leave our children in a bad state. So 
as I heard that conversation come out of my mouth to her, we looked real bad, y'all. I'm not even going to lie to you. We looked really, really bad. I couldn't tell her nothing positive that we leave them. Now, granted, I got a homie whose dad worked with his hands and was a plumber and all that, and he taught my homie. So my homie to this day is a plumber. So his dad passed on to him a trade. I'm not saying none of us do it. I'm saying that the numbers don't add up. There's not enough of us doing that. And then I tell you the same conversation that took place with me and my son, who's around 24. Conversation we had. And that very same conversation, but how the dynamic kind of changed. Because she was innocent asking that question of more relevance and pertinence than I hear on television, on some of these other radio stations and podcasts. So when I come back, I'm going to play. I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to tell you about, first I'm going to get DJ Chill's perception of all of this before I go into part two side, which was, my son and I having the exact same uh, conversation. You know, because I don't know if y'all paying attention, but I can't give us passes no more. I'm not giving us passes no more. Now it's time for us to step up. A lot of us claiming woke, but we're not helping nobody. We're not helping each other. And all of us claiming both, even the ones that got the money. Man, this this going to get hated tonight. I'm not, I'm not, it's time for us to stop being goddamn selfish and start looking out for our children and leaving our children something. And i tell you about the third conversation with my oldest yeah. daughter. I'll tell you about the conversation with my oldest daughter and how that went on the very same topic. Let me go into this track, man. Real talk. People out there in radio land, mute your lines, mute your lines. Back with DJ Chill. And I see... DJ Joy in the, in the building. We're going to come back with DJ Chill and his comments. Then after my son, uh, uh, part two with my son in this same conversation, we're going to come with DJ Philly Joy, see if she have any comments. And then I get into part three. Anytime between that time, dial that number. Dial that number, 605. Five six two zero four four four. Call ID one four three one three three pound. Oh, 
I was one of the managers of our people. And, you know, that was a really song that made me think, could it ever happen, I'd say. And right there, you just segue into where I wanted you to go. Don't make you think. What do you think about what we leave or pass down to our children? What do you think about that? When you look at what everybody else, have you ever sat down and really thought about what other races and nationalities leave their children and then what we leave our children? Oh, shoot. Oh, like if you left the day of tomorrow, brothers, who would you be leaving your children? I mean, you don't have to answer that, but I want you to ask yourself that. Because when my 12-year-old hit me with this question, I did just what you did, but I ain't say shoot. I took a dump when I said it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so Wow. I mean, yeah. Even wisdom, but dang, you can't leave wisdom if the wisdom is not even there. You know what I'm saying? The stuff that we taught seems like ain't what we need to use. Like, you know, when they say, hey, you need to do this, you need to do that. And then all of a sudden they say, well, that ain't going to work. <laughs> then they say, hey, we were learning how to have the maps back in the day. The maps was the one way. And then they changed the maps and said, this is the way the maps is. Then they changed the maps again and said, this is how the maps is. How the hell do we? And then they say, hold up, learn this math. No, that math don't work no more. Here's this math. Wait a minute. Then you say, Hey, the science is this. When you have an animal and you dissect it and it looks like this, but what about these new animals? What kind of animals are you talking about? The animals with two heads, the animals that got in these rivers that are being polluted, and they got to dissect them, what they do to that? That's not the same animal you're telling me. So a lot of stuff is being, I don't know if you're about to say infiltrated or demonstrated in a way for that well-being of that, not century, um, of that uh, decade. Yeah, that's a good word to say because they're probably doing things. I don't know why a person made decade anyway. Why would you say decade? So that means every 20 years, change is going to change? Ooh, what about under five years? What's that going to be called there? Because soon I'm about to change every damn year. But, you know, two hurts. So what does that? How does that tie into what you're leaving your children versus what other races because are leaving their children? Because when it's, when you when you listen to words I said, it's hard to say what you're gonna leave your kids because you can't say you're leaving the property. Imagine if you don't really own the property. People say, oh, "I'm leaving my kids my a house," and then the other. But the government really owns the house. You own it. So how do you leave the house? How you gonna leave them anything if they do martial law? Now everything you work for is out the door, and the government got it. Or do they always have it? So, only you can try to give them street smarts education, wisdom <laughs> from you know trials and tribulations, if they're listening. 
So, all right. From what I'm hearing, out of all of that I heard, you're giving them street knowledge as information. Because when we, when I had the conversation with my oldest daughter, which was the last conversation that I had, you know what I mean? I said to her, information, right? But I'll get into that when I get into the part three of this. But it's relevant to what you just said because while we leave in um, street knowledge and love, right, the Asian man is passing his child down information on how to be an entrepreneur. And not only just an entrepreneur, but a professional entrepreneur. So you learn this skill, and then you open up your own private practice. While we teaching our children from your mouth just now, right, leave them with information of street, of the streets. The, the Hispanic and Latino is leaving that same information in their child, but they also leaving them with entrepreneur, entrepreneurship of a trade. So Poppy owned the Poppy store and he owned Poppy Mechanics, Poppy Auto Shop. Mommy is running the store while Poppy at work changing tires and transmissions. You feel me? And he got his son there watching him until his son old enough to start helping him. And the whole time he passing this to his son while Mommy got, you know, little sister at the poppy store with her, showing her how to work the cash register, how to charge people, give them back their change, and monitor and inventory and stock the, 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 the store, poppy store. Then the white man, oh, he leaving his children businesses. And if he not leaving them the businesses because they publicly public uh, own or whatever, company went public or whatever, now he's leaving them trust funds and stocks and bonds and 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 cash and jewelry, antiques and 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 uh, classic cars and shit like that. While we passing on street knowledge. Now the problem with that is, all of those other people over there are in business making the money off of our street knowledge. Meanwhile, our street knowledge that we passing on to them just leaving us in debt and leaving us owing people and leading us to jails and prisons, morgues and cemeteries. Because all we had to leave them was street smarts. Street smarts are nothing to hustle until they, they caught or not even court, but until they, the government just, you know how it go. The more we make, the more they take. The more they make, the less they take. They take more from us and pay less in taxes. We know how that go. But all we pass down to our children, and your words, with street knowledge and love. I'm going to tell you something, brother. That street knowledge, I'm not saying we shouldn't pass them the information and be street smart because you have to be street smart. That's also a plus. But what I'm saying is 
if that's all we're leaving them and nothing to apply it for, now they're learning from the streets how to apply those trades and skills that we left them and still not properly investing in themselves where they can leave their children something. Because you know why? We didn't leave them nothing like that. We just said you got to let nobody get over on you. And what? No stocks, no bonds. Now, when I get in part two of this, when I have this dialogue with my son, you feel me? You are here where, which what I just said, then turns over. And it shows the transition of how we went from good to bad. You feel me? Yeah, I mean, it's cat. You know, you want to be with cash, property, knowledge, knowledge is power. Ah, I didn't knowledge. want you to change it up. But and that's another thing, because you just said that. I don't believe knowledge is power. Well, wisdom. You know, I believe. We, we need wisdom. I believe. I believe knowledge is freedom, and freedom is power. Because when you free, you really free, you do what the hell you want. That's what gives you power. And when we stop saying knowledge is power, because you can know all you want. If you ain't free, what good is it? If you don't know the right people, what good is it? Knowledge is not power. Knowledge is freedom because the more you start to learn, the more you should grow. The more you free your mind, the stronger and the more conscious you become unless you're easily influenced. Then it can be swayed the other way. But it's still a freedom of yours, and you feel powerful doing it because you can. But... I'm going to come back with you, bro. Just, just hold on real quick because I got another track. I'm, I'm going to hurt y'all with this. <clears throat> Excuse me, with this tonight. All right, y'all just ain't ready. Y'all just ain't ready. Check this track out. Sweet dreams are made of Oh, 
That was the Eurythmics, y'all. Sweet dreams. Classic. Love that song. Love that song. Y'all not ready for me, man. My Listen, I was a DJ before any of this. You know what I mean? My radio knowledge and music is extensive, just like my, my library. You know what I'm saying? I read. Oh, I, I'm on mine. You know what I'm saying? Sun Tzu or Art of War is one of my all-time favorite books. He said, know your enemy. You know what I'm saying? Strategically, you got to know them. How do you think these lands were taken over? Somebody studied the people here. You know what I'm saying? How do you think they find out who record sells the most? They study what genre, you know, uh, uh, influences whatever area. They can find all of that out. They study. That's how they know how to market to you. That's what a target market is, man. So you got to know what information to pass on and pass down to your children. That's the information. But um, that's some of it anyway. But um, so my son and I had the same dialogue. Again, people out there, this is On Point Radio. This is your host, Mr. Controversy, a.k.a. Mr. On Point. And this is Straight Talk. You know what I mean? And um, we're talking about what are we as a people leaving or passing down to our children. You know what I'm saying? Because they always say if you want to know how a man is, watch how he treats his family or takes care of his family. Watch how he treats and interacts with his children. Watch how he talks to his mother. This is the stuff they say if you want to know how, again, that information. Again, it's not always true. It's not always accurate. Nothing is certain, but looks like taxes and definitely death. You know what I'm saying? So um, my son and I, I told him about the conversation that me and his little sister had. And he was like, I love it. I love it. That's a great question. Tell I said that's a great question. I love the fact that she asked that question. And it's even better, it came from a 12-year-old. This is what's coming out my son's mouth. So he like, we talking. Said, you know, he said, yeah, he said, it's true. He said, we don't, we leave our children, you know, um, nothing. That we leave them, and I was like, "Yeah, we just leave them with debt bills and stuff." Like he's like, "Yeah, he's pretty much agreeing." Now, he's a college graduate, right? Um, he worked for City Hall with one of the uh, state representatives, and he was never feeling the conformity. You know, instead of working at City Hall, he wanted to go and work at a casino. And I was like, no, because I gave him the information. It's about who you know. So even if you stay there long enough to know somebody, for instance, that state senator, 
Now, if you ever really need something, you might have a somebody to, to go to for it. information. Not saying go asking for no money, but if you start your own business and you want some funding or investors or whatever, you now know somebody. So you always got to get a foot in at least, even if you just go in and case the joint and then walk back out. So, you know, we build him. He like, yeah. I mean, that's true. He said, we too busy doing dumb stuff. I mean, and that conversation was a man-to-man situation. It was an elder-to-the-younger conversation. It was a father-to-son conversation. And we saw out of eye. Yeah, I mean, we saw out of eye. So he, it was like he overstood because he also older and got to experience some more. So the innocence was taken out of the conversation, and now it became building, building, passing jewels down. Still that information that left you street smart but still consciously smart or intelligent. So now I'm going to go over here to DJ Joy. And, um, well, when she ready, you know, she can let me know when she ready to come on. But DJ Chill, you know, if there's no callers out there, talk to me about that side of the corner. What would what would it me and my son was passing on that information today? Today or tomorrow. What would what would you be leaving your son? Inside the school, you said? Huh? What you say? If we lived today tomorrow, what would I believe my son? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So far so good. Education. I mean, I try to give them so much freaking information, knowledge, everything I can. I tell them, yo, don't trust nobody. Know who you're rolling with. Because if you don't know who you're rolling with, you can get set up. Such as if somebody wants to kidnap somebody, and if you don't know who you're rolling with, they can get you suspect, saying, hey, come here, buddy. See, I remember this part of my, my life. When I was younger and I went to Ada Lewis. I think I was just coming out of A.B. Day. Yeah, it was my first year at Ada Lewis. And I remember I had a friend. He was cool. He was cool. But one day he was walking home. And he was across the street, and these two big, big guys was all in front of him. Like, you know, you know was like, I guess high schoolers, whatever. And so my friend was calling me over, and I was like, someone's like, no, don't go over there. <laughs> but I was like, that's my bull. I ain't no punk. You know, I got to see what's up with Soon as I walked over there, bull put out a knife, right up on me and said, into your pockets, what you got? I said, I ain't got nothing. What you talking about? He said, let me lie. I said, I ain't lying. So he started tearing my pockets. <laughs> he said, you had this? 
You got money, you good. I said, that's my money. <laughs> so I wasn't lying. Now, I should have just spoke. But when I was walking up there, I saw my face expressions. And it looked like he had tears in his eyes. I'm like, and me, because I love to fight, but I've seen how big these niggas were, because, you know, I'm a young I'm just coming out of just, you know, first year going in there. Hey, look, I'm like, I wanted to be there for my boy, but I was mad afterwards, wanted to kill him. Like, you knew that I was having you didn't try to warn me? That's because of the fact that I didn't know who I was voting. Give certain signals out to each other. If you don't, you get Do you see what? People, family, friends, I don't know about the enemies. Do you want them to get got with you? Who's going to be the first one to stand up and be man? All right, so let, me, let, me, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Eurythmics, they just said some of them want to use you. Some of them want to be used by you. Some of them want to abuse you. Some of them want to be abused. What information do you pass down to your sons and your daughters regarding those words right there? <clears throat> that sounds like slavery. Straight gate. I don't know what else to say. That's a mind thing. That's slavery to the extreme. Because some people, you have, what in the world would make you want to be, want to use somebody unless you was taught that way? What makes you want to be used? Why would you, come on, something had to make you want to do that, something had to teach you how to do that. No, 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 let me stop you there. Let me stop you there, right? I'm going to give you a scenario where Uh you can be doing that subconsciously and not even realizing it. Because of the fact you bring it no, no, because of you just doing it and not really realizing it, or maybe you do and acting like you don't, not saying you personally in general, but I'm going to give you a scenario where this can occur and so somebody bring it to your attention. Let's say you don't have a vehicle, right, and you like to get around and want to get around. Right? So you call this one chick up just because you know anytime, you know, she, you want to see her, she'll see you. You know what I mean? So now you call her every time, not every time, but 80 to 90% of the time when you need to go somewhere. you using her. Even if you give her gas money, you're using her because that's really the only time that you're talking to her. <clears throat> and communicating with her or seeing her, right? But you don't know it and you're not looking at it like that. You're looking at it as good looking out. So it's also how we interpret these things, but that can be a way of both you using her and her realizing it but wanting to be used or accepting being used as long as she's getting what she wants, which is to see you and be around you. <laughs> 
Now think about it like this. Think about it. If you never, ever knew about civilization and you never met nothing, nobody, anybody but animals, all you had was animals, insects, mammals, dinosaurs, I'm just saying, we've been captivated ever since we was babies. The stuff that they show us on TV teaches us how to do the certain things that we do. Cartoons, commercials especially. Oh, my God. Commercials teach you everything. Because a commercial will teach you what to buy, how to look. Oh, my God. I should, I should stop talking because I'm hitting bones right there. I felt a whole drilling to go through my back like I was a cat or something. But look, all of that information right there, it's training you from day, from day, from day, from day, from day, from day till you get older to say what and do what. Now, the really reason why I say that is now look what they're trying to do. They're trying to train us to do this, and they're trying to train us to do that. How are they going to train you to fight something that you think you can't beat? Now, the reason why I say that because just on the news today, they had this big old ball dropping from the sky, everybody talking about, and it fell in the ocean in the west, west New York. Big old ball. Look like a big old, big old spaceship or something. Big round, bright ball. Everybody talking about it. A lot of distractions. A lot of distractions. Go ahead. So, if that's the case, what do you do about it? See, everything is, is, is everything happens for a reason. You got to figure out what the reason is. With my kids, I'm always telling them, yo, <laughs> don't judge a book by the cover. Know who you're rolling with. Don't sleep. Education is definitely something that you need. I feel knowledge is power, but wisdom is a little bit better. Because with the choice of wisdom, with the choices that you make and the childhood tribulation that you go through can create wisdom. In other words, if you know that the damn, if you never knew a hand was, a, a, a pot was hot and your kid didn't know a pot was hot and you touch it, you say, ow. The next time you touch it, you're going to wait a minute. <laughs> your kid's going to touch it. You get your head off that pot. Wisdom. You know something that they don't. You tell them something that you know, but they ain't going to believe you, though, until they get kind of close and they just see, let me just. Be sneaky and touch it. Ow! Then you start crying. Why are they crying? Because they burnt the hell out their damn hand. And you try to tell them, but they still got burnt. So I keep on saying training. Because if you don't get no training, training makes you better. Practice is part of training. If you do it every day, you become sharp. I need to shut up. Yeah, um, I'm going a, I'm to a poke a couple of holes in your comment right now real quick because you said a I couple knew, things I knew it. that was beautiful. And before I go to this next track and come back with DJ Philly Joy, I need to poke holes in that little conversation or information. The question was, which I'm not too sure you really answered, but the question was, 
the Eurythmics and Sweet Dreams said, some people want to be used by you. Some people want to be, uh, no, some people, some people you use. Some people want to be used by you. Some people you get abused. Some people like to be abused by you. Pretty much what the lyrics were saying. And DJ Chills said something to the fact of that's crazy. Like, who would want to be used? Who would want to use somebody? You know what I mean? He never touched on abuse, but, you know, here's the thing. When, this, when we're talking about what we're passing on to our children, and DJ Chills' words to me was, we're passing on information of street knowledge, being street smart. That's it. While I said the Asian man passing on uh, a skill where dad's a doctor, mom's a dentist, and then they open up their own practices to pass on entrepreneurship. The Hispanic is passing on that same information. Meanwhile, there's street smart, too. I said right? property, street smart. No, wait, <laughs> come on, do not interrupt me, please. I'm talking about your initial conversation before you came back after I spoke after you and you began to add things that I said we'll get into later, which I'm going to get into when I bring DJ Philly Joy on. That's what I meant. That was my discussion. But I said to him, some people use people and don't realize it. Some people want to be used by people and don't realize it, or maybe they do. And maybe the person do know they're using somebody. I don't know. But that's a, a way of, until somebody bring that to your attention, you don't realize it because it's subconsciously you just doing it. If you're genuinely just doing it and don't know what you're doing. And I know some people say, how somebody going not know that? No, you can do that because you can, it, I said a friend. I said a friend is the same way when you need money and you keep going to this one friend because you know they got a good job, so you keep going to them. Whether you pay it back or not, you're still using them. And I'm not necessarily saying this in a negative manner. That's why I said if you're subconscious of it and don't realize it until someone brings it to your attention, then you may draw back on how much you go to this person or call this person. But, again, that is somebody who wants to be used, and who's using someone. So what we're passing our children down in this in the dialogue that DJ and Shell and I had, it would be we're passing them on information on how to continue to just work for somebody else because he said slavery. If you look at it right now, the federal government has these people working as slaves because they're being forced to go to work knowing they're not going to get paid but still have to do that job. Last time I checked, that's slavery. Then when you turn around and look at it, they call it furlough because they say you're going to get the money back later once the government thaws out. That ain't nothing but reparations. That's the dialogue my son and I was having today. He brought that up. Because I said, yo, they, they, they're practicing slavery right now, 
and these people out here working and working for free. That's slavery. And he was like, yep, and when they do pay it back later, that's reparation. That's the conversation my son and I had. So I know I didn't put some information in his head along with what he already experienced in life for him to say these things. Any, almost any type of learning can be a form of gaining information, gathering information, as if you're leaving them with positive, negative, or neutral, meaning stagnant. If you're leaving that type of message with them, that type of knowledge. So when I come back with DJ Philly Joy, we're going to touch on with DJ Chill later on went into, which was the second part of the conversation my son and I had, which was I said to him, I said, yo, we got to backtrack. And this is what I want DJ Philly Joy to think about. So when I come back from this track, she could be ready to answer this. The conversation went like this, son, wait a minute, let me backtrack. Because we once had land. But because we didn't pass on the right information to our children, they end up losing that land. The same way people will leave, our people will leave uh, uh, their child a house, and before you know it, the, the government then took the house because they weren't paying taxes or whatever they didn't do. But we lost it. I said once upon a time, you know, all of our people had a skill or a trade, and they passed it on to the child, especially if the father was in the home. So that child learned that trade. He'd take him to the mechanic shop with him. The Hispanics wasn't the only ones doing that. I'm just talking about how who practices it more now. Because many of us have become complacent and okay with just being employed and working for someone. Part of the corporate slavery field. So we're leaving them with information on how to just be consumers. Because when our people did have the land, when they did have the houses or the homes, when they did have their own little mom and pop store before it was a poppy store, it was a mom and pop store. Remember that. We had our own stores in our community at one time. What happened? They left it to somebody, and somebody either sold it or ran it in the hole. DJ Joy, I want you to think about that when we come back after this track right here. Thank you. 
in the store, showing them how to inventory, work the cash registers, and be, you know, retailers and entrepreneurs of their own. And the white man leaving his children stocks and bonds and businesses and, and, and all type of jewelry and antique cars and watches and stuff like that. What do you think we leave our children in comparison to the mother races? Um, one thing I'm going to say that I don't know, it, it, it covers a gamut of stuff that I want to talk about real quick, but when you talked about that, I said, wow, that's a deep thing. And because um, my mother was, was very, can you hear me? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you hear me better now on the speaker. No, I hear in the background noise. But um, I thought about when you brought that up, a gamut of stuff, and I thought this particular thing, system of survival, and I was making that an umbrella because we don't just teach our children one thing, and maybe disproportionately from other cultures we don't teach as much as we should, but I would – I would dare to say, maybe getting a little worse now with different things going on, but we are teaching our children, for one, to live in the midst of, I'm almost going to say chaos, um, sometimes anarchy, craziness, but to keep our sanity and structure in the midst of that and still pushing towards progress. We will never be perfect. Nobody will ever, be, ever, ever be perfect. But we're teaching our children, one, I believe, this is what I believe, the faith in our creator to want to accomplish things. But we're not just resting there and saying that prayer is going to just solve everything. We've got to take action. So we continue to still move and progress forward in our lives to do certain things that we need to do. Um, case in point, um, when you mentioned about Bill Cosby, I've met other families that have taught their children their skills. I met a doctor and a teacher that were together, and actually the, son, the daughter went on to be a nurse, and the son went on to actually graduate college as well, to teach the children, first of all, with the education aspect to be college graduates. And this didn't just start. This has been over years ago. So we need to actually teach our children more pride, um, more cultural, culturally things, but some of us don't. Some of us do. You know, we may do that that one time a year when it's February, uh, Black History Month, but, you know, that's every day. You need to teach your children some history, I guess, to build, first of all, a self-esteem because it's always being attacked on a regular basis. I can't say I did a great job. My children came from a lot of different situations where I was being abused, they were being abused. So we had a lot of situations. But I could say from my three children that I had, I'm very satisfied how they turned out, and they all do have a consciousness toward their faith in our creator. Uh, my son, 17 years in the Air Force, um, wife and children, Maybe going through a problem now with struggle with divorce, but that's choices by what she made and what they made together. But they still tried to build a life, uh, a legacy for their children, 16-year-old son and a 10-year-old daughter. Uh, my middle daughter, uh, graduate of Temple University, a teacher. Um, she's actually working as a, a care coordinator, people that go to school with children, with their house and check on them, make sure they're all right, and, you know, help the parents raise the children, that type of thing. And then my Little middle daughter, my, my baby girl, is actually the mother of six children, um, three girls, three boys. I'll give you the range of the ages, two to 16. And she's actually a clinical educator now at um, the job where I work at Edmonton Hospital. So she's doing 
I believe her purpose, her and her husband, her husband's actually, actually um, general manager of a car dealership. So they are trying to build a legacy that way. But still, my point, as I'm saying, is you have to see, I think, sometimes with your children, how, not to give them, but so much that them still strive for the things they want out of life. Because just because you have one child that may be a college professor, the one may be a mechanic, that may be their choice. They, they may be good with their hands. You can't cramp their style in that respect. So, like, you're an educator. Like, maybe one of your children might wind up being a teacher. I mean, that may be their dream or a professor at school. Maybe one of them will, will be a dancer or a musician. You can't all – what we get leave our children in that respect, we hope we leave them purpose, to find their purpose in life. Um, as well as that goal, like, you mentioned, I mentioned legacy on our, a couple of my shows before. Legacy, I'm hoping that they still see me striving to, um, to build purpose and legacy, but as far as when I work a, a full-time job, you want to leave your children, hopefully, like you said, I mentioned about stocks and bonds or a pension, or leave them insurance and not leave them bills, because that, that's, a, that's a sad set of affairs that I've seen in our neighborhoods that, yes, when one of the, the mothers or the fathers may die, they don't have insurance. It's very, very sad. I mean, insurance is not really that much. But when you're fighting to live and eat from hand to mouth, hand to mouth, you're getting paid and then you're living from hand to mouth, then who thinks about buying insurance for real, for real? But it is definitely, I would say, an important priority. If we're going to, we don't know, no one knows the number of their days. And not saying we're going to even be here the way things are happening now in our country, tomorrow or the next end of this year. Who knows what will happen? War with, a war with Russia, a war with Japan, who knows what will happen? But the bottom line is, we still have to progress forward, teaching our children and even ourselves to progress forward in the midst of adversity, trials, and tribulations, and to keep our attitudes in a way that we're still, you know, trying to find uh, some kind of peace or solace in the midst of all the struggles that we're going through. Um, I may have said a lot, probably got a lot, lot more to say, but um, oh, I you think said... that's what... Uh-huh. Go ahead. I, I, well, as far as the insurance policy, um, yes, property has been taken from us. And even when you buy a house, you don't really even own the house. It says pay for, like you said before, you'll pay the taxes. Guess we're going to take that property back from you or from you. The people that they, we call the, the landlord the, by the city will take it from you. It'll be a tax lien property after that. It will be no longer yours. You just pay the taxes on it. But you left, you got the house left to you free and clear. We don't teach our children enough about financial stability how not to be a consumer, like we were talking about earlier, you said about being more of an entrepreneur, um, teaching them, putting them right beside you in the business and telling them how to, how to pay, balance the paycheck, how to get back money, get the receipt to the people, things like that. You could do that on a regular basis by just, back in school we used to have a thing called clerical practice. I learned how to write checks when I was in school in 10th grade because we had that class that taught you about bookkeeping, about how to manage your money. But that should be taught at home as well, not just at school. Okay, so all these things I'm saying is that and teach your children to be a forever learner. Like if we can do that, like I think my daughter Becca is back in school for her master's degree with six children and a household to take care of. So it's all about your, your ambition. They see I have ambition and drive. I hope that I have instilled it in them. As a matter of fact, they're both two of them, three of them, all three of them back in school, actually. Goodness gracious to me. But <laughs> I didn't even realize that until just now I think about it. Um, Trying to continue to strive towards, I mean, it means that for their children. Their children will leave a legacy too. But legacy is all about your perspective of what legacy is. But I think even without all the other stuff, education and peace and calm, we need to teach our children how to have good 
character, being honest, truthful, um, transparent, real, you know, being realistic, not living in a fantasy world, but calling a spade a spade, bottom line. They don't have even, you know, dad, you don't have this, you don't have that, but you know what, dad, I want to do this, I want to do that, and I want you to help me. And just continue to promote them, like continue to be their best cheerleader. So that's all I got to say, so you probably got some more to answer to that, but that's my little take on it's a, it's a deep topic, and legacy is deep. I got insurance policies on me. I tell my kids, if anything happened to y'all going to be rich. <laughs> so I tell them about now. But you never know. I mean, I can, they can go before me. But the bottom line is I'm, I'm preparing because I know that it's necessary. So that's my well, take on it. Wow. Yeah. I wanted to be controversial with you, but as you continue, you began to draw the exact same conclusion I was drawing. Now, one thing you added to this, because DJ Chill says street knowledge and love, and one thing you added to this was legacy. You know what I'm saying? Um, a lot of them just want to be legacies by being an athlete or a rapper or a singer. You know what I mean? Um, so, And that's one of the things you leave our children, some type of talent. I mean, natural talent. But you touched on a lot of points. And when my, my, my older daughter, who's, you know, in her senior year, getting ready to go off to college, we had this same conversation. Legacy is important because your children watch you. And you hit it on the nail because my ex is now a LPN, and I was once a school teacher for 15 years. My youngest daughter, who's 12, wants to be a school teacher. My oldest daughter, who's in high school, is now going to college to, for pre-med and then going for medicine, medical school. So the information I passed on to her with that was when you go to college, you want to do just what them other people do. You, wanna, you, want, you ain't getting no free ride. You bust your ass. For 12 years, getting nothing but straight A's. They owe you. If they want you to come to their school, they need to give you a scholarship. They need to give you a full ride like they give an athlete who was dumb as hell. You know what I'm saying? I said, that's going to allow them to brag. You're going to become one of their statistics of positive numbers that they can promote and gain funding. So, yeah, they need to pay you. So then, you know, we've been, I've been having this conversation with her for forever since we were talking college. So when she said pre-med, she counted all the years, Joyce. She said, man, this would be, if I go for four years, it will be in the teens. And if I go for eight years, that will be 22 years of, of, of schooling. Yeah, they're going to pay me. Now, she's throwing numbers. This is the conversation off of the same conversation she and I was having. She said, I got a girlfriend in school, and she applied. All of her letters is coming back, and they get one school gave her $40,000 uh, uh, every year, guaranteed every year. You know what I mean? And their, their education only like 50000 So she only going to have to pay back uh, $10,000 each year which is only like $40,000, Dad. She was like, maybe I should be applying to these little schools out here and then just go to, pre, uh, to, go to med school and just start over again. But at least I won't have put out so much money. So now she's thinking, 
her wheels are turning on how to get it. You know what I'm saying? All I was trying to tell her, I'm passing on that street knowledge that Chill was telling me along with that logical application of knowledge that others use, that strategy. Yeah, that's right. Right. So then she says, and, and she on it. So she said, we, we talking, and I'm like, I said, this is what we leave our children to, like DJ Chill said. We leave them the information. And I told her, I said, it's up to you to accept or reject the information, but it's up to me to pass it down to you because culturally that's what we did. The elders would pass down the knowledge on so that it trickulates down. I said, we don't do that no more. So me and my son, part of our conversation too was, Instead, we teach them how to fight over colors as grown men. Instead, we teach them how to go out and be slaves and just work for somebody in the workforce because as long as we get in the check and we can pay our bills, we're okay with that. And we leave them, we, we might leave them a house and then they don't pay the taxes so they lose it. And this is the conversation I'm having with all with three out of the four of my children. I ain't had a conversation with my oldest yet because he'd be, he be doing his thing. But you're absolutely right. My oldest daughter who's in school, she also has a couple singles that we're looking to put together and drop her a, 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 a EP. So she's following my footsteps of, wow. of, of entertaining. Nice. My son, my youngest son, he raps. He's about to go in the studio work on his craft, following my footsteps as an MC. But they see this. They done heard my music. They done seen me perform at shows. They done seen me on videos. Like, so, again, you're right. We pass them on a legacy. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Like, my daughter had mm-hmm. to write essays for every college she went to. And I had an attitude with her because I didn't get to read them. But her aunt was working on them with her. Now, I'm mad because I spent all of your life making sure that you were in a position to make those straight A's and helping you with homework right. and anything else. And now you're on the most important part. And I'm not included. So wow. finally she got yeah, that through deep. her head. And she sent them all to me by email. And she wasn't doing it consciously. And maybe she was, but I'm not taking it as though she was doing it consciously. I took it as though she had some people that can help her. So she took advantage of it, but still included. Yeah, yeah. So needless to say, she finally sent me, it was five essays, beautifully written. You know, when I get on Miss Queen's show, I write a poem right then and there and spit it. Her essays sound like poetry. I was wow. like, yo, you sound like <laughs> me. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you're absolutely correct. We leave them a legacy. But like you said, your children are in school. One grade work on a, getting a master's degree or third master's degree. It's time to say, baby, don't you think it's time to open up you some type of practice? 
<laughs> because oh, you said that. the one thing we're not leaving them <laughs> is how to own their mm-hmm. own. We're not mm-hmm. passing that to them. We're letting them stop at achieve as high as you can get and then stop right there because the more money you make, the more things you'll be able to afford. But the more things you own, the more people will come to you. Right, right. Yep. But you know, Instead of being limited, be limitless. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. Step in for a second, please. So that particular order, I actually have a project. I actually have a project that I'm working on, and I have a best friend that I've had for over 40 years. So her daughter's going to nurse practitioner school. My, my, my best friend is a nutritionist slash dietitian who works with the school system. My daughter worked in the CSU department, but that's, that's the cardiovascular department. My one daughter, I told you, is a teacher. So, and then one, one, one other daughter, that's my other friend's daughter, she is into, like, fashion design and helping people with their appearance, things like that. So all that collaboratively is going to be a part of my project called Assistance Keeper. Uh, no, my, my, my Assistance Heart. It was my sister's keeper at first, and now I changed the name because too many, too many of those out there identify with the different ones out there. So make a long story short, it's about heart health, heart health education, about how to eat healthier. So I'm trying to get all my peoples in on this particular project. Um, but it's going to be a nonprofit or a business that will be, you know, in the works and talking through it. And Yes, um, she will be a major part of that because she's a cardi- cardio uh, a special case, like she was in the nurse, in the heart surge, heart care, so cardio surgery unit nurse, and she now she's a clinical educator for the ICU, so she has all that knowledge about heart, how to take care of your heart, you know, so over ten years experience. So we're we're talking about making a business, like so. They, so, you, so you are so right about all that knowledge that's gonna come to pass. Um, but I'm bringing other people that are my family into that, not just a one woman show. You know what I'm saying? It's not just about me. That's part of the legacy that I want to leave, as well as me creating my dancing school. I thought, who could I best leave my dancing school to? If anything happened to me today or tomorrow, I would love to leave my dancing school to my 11-year-old granddaughter. The 12-year-old, the 16-year-old would not be interested, but the 11-year-old would definitely be interested because she wants to dance. So there, there are things that I have in my mind to work on. It's not all about me because it's not just about me. It's about my family. It's about what I want to lead to them. So there you go with that. So thanks for bringing bring that part Absolutely. up. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. because that's why we have one point. That is the legacy that I want to leave for my children. You know what I'm saying? I want on point to be something that can be family-oriented as well as my closest peers, my closest friends. You know what I'm saying? something that we can do and leave, and my children can feel proud of that and happy with that. You know what I'm saying? That is what it's all about right there, leaving them with more than just information, leaving them with what they can use the information for. That's Mm -hmm. the biggest and most important part. Yeah, the children watch us. They watch everything. They watch everything about us. Definitely. Everything about us. Definitely. Definitely. Oh, wow. Man, listen. You ain't got to tell me. You ain't got to tell me. But (laughs) people out there, that number is 605 
562-0444. Then this is On Point Radio. This is Straight Talk with Joe's Mr. Controversy, a.k.a. Mr. On Point. And we're talking about what are we as a people leaving or passing down to our children. You know what I mean? So we, we have had some great dialogue tonight so far with this conversation and this topic. And all I'm saying now is, black folk, we got to do better. No more excuses now. We got to do better. We got to stop being sidetracked by the distractions that they got us following on social media, on, on mass media, and their news. We got to leave all of that alone and focus on us and supporting each other and being strong with working with each other. Because all the problems that we do memes about and we laugh and joke about, the mother races got them too. They just don't put them out there and laugh about them and tear each other down like we do. That's where the problem comes in at. And I need us to know that. But DJ Philly Joy, you just hit it on the head. And I got a song that I'm dedicating to you right here, right now, because that conversation was more, most important. And all is dialogue. We actually leaving our children with a wealth more than which, see, when that white man leaves his children trust funds and all of that, they don't know what it's like you get that Donald Trump. So they don't know what it's like to really interact with people or how to be cordial or morally uh, or ethnic or whatever towards a people. I mean, you don't learn that. Or when you lose your money or lose the house or lose the vintage stuff, you go and jump off a bridge. Like we, we pass them on. Joy said it best. I believe she said systems of survival. I love that. A system of survival is what we passed them, and along with that is a legacy. Information, but now we got to step our game up and transform that information into some something prosperous. That, like Oprah Winfrey, for instance, Tyler Perry, whose children, 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 Ice Cube, their children, 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 children going eat. It's not just about the money, though. It's about how to continue, maintain, and sustain that money. That's what it's about. But I'm going to go on this track, and if I got any callers, we're going to come back with them. Uh, After this track, we're going to come back with our caller, because this right here, this topic is crazy. And I know people want to get in on this, because I'm tired of playing with black people, y'all. But DJ Joy, this is for you. Because you said it best, children watch us. Nothing compares to you and your children eyes. I go out every night and see people say I 
Sinead O'Connor with the original Nothing Compares to You. Prince got one, too, but um, I wanted to go with Sinead O'Connor's. You know what I'm saying? Again, my my catalog is, is crazy. Don't sleep. Don't sleep. Don't think all I listen to is hip-hop music. Stop playing with me. I'm very diverse in my music selection. But anyway, peace, power, and uh, blessings. I believe we are a caller on the line. Welcome to On Point Radio. This is Straight Talk with your host, Mr. Controversy, a.k.a. Mr. On Point. Who do we have the pleasure of speaking with tonight? Caller, caller. Be right back. All right, all right, all right. Well, people, all I'm saying is tonight conversation been heavy. It's been heavy, man. It's time we start thinking outside of that, that, that paradigm. Well, let's hey. take this caller. Peace, power, and blessing. What's going on, bro? This is Mr. Automatic Mike, Mr. A.C. Wiper. Yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. What's yeah, the uh, deal, man? How you feeling? Uh, I'm doing fine. I'm diverse to my music, too, man. I listen to uh, rock and roll, uh, See, I listen. To, I, I listen to symphony. You know what I mean? Uh, all kinds right, of right. country. I li- I listen to R and B. I'm very desperate. That's how I get ideas. Do you know the right. average musician always listens to everything to get a beat? At least a great musician did. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, that's one of the things they have to do as a study in order to be great, whether you went to school or was taught by a great musician herself, himself or herself. You know right. I mean? But, you know what I'm saying? With, 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 being as though you said that, we're, we're talking about the night 
what are we as people leaving our children? What do we pass down to our children? And I gave the example of the Asian man. It could be an Asian family, and the father's a, a doctor and the mother's a dentist. You know what I'm saying? So they pass on to their children a profession and an entrepreneurship because once they get that craft, that skill, they go and open up their own private practices. I said the Hispanic person passes on Poppy, has his Poppy Auto Shop and Poppy Corner Store. So mom is running a corner store with the children, and they're learning how to, you know, calculate and, and, and run the cash register and, and do inventory and all of that. And then the, the pop is at the store showing his children how to take away, take, a, take parts, you know, off of cars and put them back on and got their daughter working the front desk and taking the calls and, you know what I'm saying? So it's like because our mechanic, that's what happens. The daughter actually runs the front desk. And she know a lot. She know more about cars than I do, and I ain't going to hold you. You know what I'm saying? But they Hispanic, too. You know what I'm saying? So what do we leave our children? The white man leave, you know, stocks and bonds and, and trust funds and stuff of that nature. Leave them businesses. And you see what I'm saying? What do we leave our children? All right. Well, I, I, I think uh, first thing before we can leave them to profession is leave them to direction and truth. As far as what is already here, uh, as far as black families, the rest of the truth, then we could go into a profession. What I mean by that, the one strike rule, you know what I mean? Let them know that black people are the most hated. It's a fact. I'm not, it's not uh, uh, my PNA, it's a fact. If you look at what happened to black people, you know, so um, that's the first thing we got to teach them. Then once they have, because uh, black people have been denied of things, you know what I mean? You know, uh, not trying to make an excuse for black people, but they have been stripped since they first came here. And a lot of times when black people are in school, they don't know, they don't, you know, they don't know uh, black inventors, black settlers, uh, black, uh, you know, people who have been in business, black lawyers and stuff like that. Because sometimes the system will try to downplay black, black people. They don't know a Madam C.J. Walker. They don't know a Granville T. Woods, uh, um, uh, Lewis Latimer. They don't know a Lewis Latimer. Um, P.R. Patterson. You know what I'm saying? You know? That, to me, the direction and truth could, could go ahead and inspire them to be something big. That's what black people always have. Black people always had to be inspired to be something big in their community. So you saying pass on the the knowledge of history and culture, right? Which should teach them why it's important before we even get to them, you know, leaving them you know, money and, and whatever, businesses and properties and all that, before we even get to leaving them that, we should be leaving them with 
information of of of, of knowledge of self. So that they know who they are. Yeah, it was a lot of things. I wasn't even taught in school. I wasn't talking about no CR passing. I was talking about Henry Ford. I wasn't talking about Christmas Agnes. I didn't know anything about Grandmother T. Woods or Lewis Latimer. You know what I mean? I didn't know anything. I mean, I knew about Madam C.J. Walker. I knew about Matt, Mary McLeod, Bethune Cookman. Uh, I knew about Malcolm X. They tried to downplay Malcolm X. They don't show all the uh, MLK's uh, interviews. They do that for a reason. They always show they always show you what they want to show you by MLK. Uh, and they still never liked him. You know what I mean? Uh, they never show how uh, uh, Harry Belafonte, uh, you know, um, James Baldwin was the leader. You know, I mean, the school, that's why I call it plantation, because they're going to teach you what they want you to know, not what you need to know. So we got to learn ourselves first before we can even get into a profession because what happens is we get manipulated in that profession because we don't know who we are. If you know who you are, you got power within your profession. We can't have mistaken identity. Wow. That was That was powerful right there because you hit so many different angles with that. When you talk about Mary McLeod Bethune, you have to talk about how she started her own school. So if that person wants to be a teacher, your child want to be a teacher, you don't stop them right there. You say, yes, you be the best teacher you can be, but then turn around and become a principal after a few years so that you learn what you need to know administratively, and then you open up your own school, whether it's a charter or a private, yeah. but you open up your own school. So now you're owning something. So now when you leave or, you know, or for whether you leave or not, you retire, whatever the case may be, when you do leave the face of this earth, your child now has a, a, a school left to them. Yes. Which means they have to step up with their responsibility and their accountability because now they know they have a school right there. And then, and they learned it through Mary McLeod Bethune, through that parent schooling yes. them on that. And yes. you uh, hit it on the head, right? You, you, you hit it on the head when you said pretty much – um, um, if you do start your own practice and somebody leave it to you, you're going to get screwed because you don't, you didn't get the knowledge with it. You don't know who you are as a black person, so you think everything yes. that you watched on social media, everything you watched in mass media, everything that you learned in school, you taking all this to be true, but they were just true lies. So now they done took, you, took your exactly. business and your practice from you. Because you don't know who you are. Exactly. You didn't know they were going to do that. But if you knew who you were, you would be prepared for them to come and do that. Wow. Exactly. That was profound, and, and, and it's good to know. it's good to know the lie so you'll, and know the truth at the same time. Because when you know the lie, you can be prepared for the lie, and you be prepared for the truth. So while I teach you, you plantation education, you say, well, I know 
they, they tried to teach me that. You got you got no you got no enemy lines. You know what I mean? Um, what I like to see for black people is we need to have our own. However, it's not that easy. We tried to have our own during Black Wall Street in Tulsa, Oklahoma, which is the worst, the worst terrorists. I'm, I, I feel for the people at 9-11, but I'm talking about, they talk about building walls, building the wall of Mexico. Mexicans never uh, terrorized uh, black people like uh, white counterparts. And they're inside the uh, country. There was a black Wall Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma. You know, we tried to build our own business. We still try to build our own business. And, and I see on TV how you try to burn it down. They burn out churches. They burn out anything that black people build. They, they, they keep us slave-minded. That's why it's always good to know who you are. Wow. I, I dig that, bro. I, I dig that. That 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 hit home right there. That was good. That was real good. Along with what DJ Philly Joy said when she said we have to teach them or pass down a legacy, and now you add the knowledge itself to it. And DJ Chill said we got to teach them street smarts. We teaching them all. And now I'm saying we have to just not just embed that in them, but now take it to the next level. Turn it up. Let's turn up like they they want. Right, said. I agree. Yeah, you know I mean, and we I ain't got to be rappers and I, I, actors to do it. We can turn up with a skill, with a trade. Like I said, my homie earlier, I was saying my homie dad, you know, before he passed, was taught him how to be a plumber and a carpenter. So he has his own plumbing company, get contracts with the city and everything, owning his own. He don't even have children, but when he do have a child they'll have something to lead to that child along with the information of knowledge itself, the information of a legacy, the information of our culture and history, the richness of it. Exactly. Because we're too busy and I, leaving and I like them. That. My dad was in jail, so I'm I'm going to end up in jail. That's what we leaving them. My yeah. mom was just a baby yeah, mother, yeah. so I'm just going to be a baby mother. That's what we leaving them. No, it's time to step that, but, our game yeah, up, black you, folks. You know what? And I agree with you on that. That's why. That's why it's very. It's see, black people. Majority of black people come into difficult situations. I was just looking at uh, listening to a motivational speaker tell uh, how he learned about a business where he was hustling in the streets. He learned about accounting. He learned about dealing with customers. While he was pushing weight, then he turned that to something else. He, he already learned how to be a businessman, but uh, he went to jail, and then he learned, he started reading, and started becoming better, a black man. Black people have came out of some difficult situations by design, whether the mother is, is uh, maybe on something or left with a child or uh, they uh, or they, they lock up the dads. Sometimes the dads be locked up for uh, something that they didn't do. How many black men in jail for something that they didn't do? You know, well designed to keep black people in poverty. Um, 
That's why it's, it's imperative. We black people always got to work harder than the counterparts. We have to. We have to work extra harder. Uh, the one thing that I, I, I would love to see is that blacks, these stations, uh, promote black businesses, promote that, promote that uh, black pump plumber, you know what I mean? Promote that black uh, mechanic because white people are always going to get the support. Mako, Amco, Walmart, these white companies, predominantly white companies, are always going to get support on TV and on radio. But can we, as a community, uh, promote our own, um, promote our own business, our own black people, our own uh, community, and say, hey, if you want uh, uh, your plumbing done, call my man up. Or if you want to buy a car, call this man up or woman, this queen. You know what I mean? Is this harder? It's, yeah, you know, let, me, let me, let me, let me. Yeah, so. Well, I, I, it, it, I wanted it, it, to say, I wanted to say, I wanted to say to that real quick. There's a flip side to that because I feel you on that. But you know what else we are when we do start our own businesses? We do two things. One, we have shitty customer service and attitude and communication skills, especially with our own people. And two, we only do it so that we say we have a business and we're not doing it so that we can leave it. So we're not running and operating it properly so it's something that can be left to us or passed down to us because we end up losing it ourselves before we can even pass it because we didn't take it as I agree with that. or we just took it as just to hustle and make some money instead of turning it into something that can live on. We're very short-minded. And, and that needs to be done, too. A lot of times. So we got to also yeah, pass that, on to our children. Like you just said, here, and, and I'm going to give you this scenario real quick. I said this on DJ Philly Joy's show last night. I said, I gave an analogy of a, a, a comedian, right? A comedian, a black comedian, will show up at the show and want to get paid after he do his set, right? And he got the right. He did a job. He's supposed to want to get paid. A white comedian will go out, and they'll help sell tickets for the show so they had their people come out and support them, you know what I'm saying? and still get a paycheck, and still do their job. So we have this mindset of somebody owe us something, or we already done made it, and we ain't made it no way. But we want to act like and be treated like we did. So we heard that we shoot our own selves in the foot when it comes to supporting our own. We make it harder for ourselves, ourselves. I agree with that. I, I, th- I think it needs to be a black economic reform. Um, and when I say that, I think that we need to we need to uh, uh, find a way where we can promote uh, where we can all promote the business, the one who's doing the business, and the one who's uh, like you know we all black people have to come together and promote. And share, have love within our own community, you know. Uh, 
and you know how many how many businesses out there that are black and nobody knows about you know what I mean it's hard to say okay I'm gonna shop black business but where's the black businesses you know where Walmart's at you know where Target's at yeah we don't promote you know, ourselves you know where all these places at exactly that's why I think it needs a black economic reform where we have to learn. We need to be taught. We need to carry a legacy of having our own community um, where we just we bring in, we bring in on the waves to let people say, hey, go to, go to so-and-so, you know. Um, you know. Uh, MLK's birthday is MLK is uh, coming up, and I remember one time I was listening to him. He said, uh, "You know, you can't treat us right. We're not going to Wonder Bread. White businesses, you know what I mean? We're not going. We're not going to put." It. He he was more of the ec- economic, not putting that money in the people who don't even go treat us right. That's what MLK was about. A lot of people don't talk about that, but he, and you look at the bus in Alabama, uh, uh, the bus boycott, they'll put that money in there, because what can you destroy? How you destroy white supremacy? You you, you stop supporting them, and they take away their bankrupt. money. They love their money. They oh, dig in their wallet. Yeah. So they 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 try to act like they don't need black people, but that bus boycott almost went broke, went broke, and. And and people would shut down. That's why when you ever see uh, black people uh, on uh, social on uh, YouTube, how you been mistreated? The first thing they do is come out there and say, "Well, we're sorry for the mistreatment." They'll have a letter saying that, uh, on regards of you've been treated, we're going to uh, have some type of uh, we're going to educate the boys how to treat people and stuff like that. Because they don't want to lose that black dollar. That black dollar is very. We are the originals. That black dollar is very expensive. You know, they call us minorities. Black dollar, black money, is a lot of money. We can shut down businesses. Absolutely, that's and why, I think that's you, part every, of that. Well, you, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree with you on that. I agree with you on that, and we definitely need to um, to um, support our own. But we also have to learn managerial skills. We got to learn how to be better managers of our operations for us to be successful. To have something to pass down and, and leave to our, our our successors. You know what I mean? We can only have successors if you know. If, if we're successful, you know, if you look at England, Prince Harry and um, the Queen leaving them a whole throne, a whole kingdom, you know what I'm saying? This is what's passed down through their bloodline, and this is what we need to pass through. But, like, Matt, first of all, Automatic, thank you for calling in, brother. We appreciate appreciate you and your okay. comments. Uh, um, very on point tonight. Love it. Love it. Um but again, I got, I got, we I got have to pass, and we are. Go ahead. I got a question to ask you. You, know, you talk about business. 
I, this is my opinion. I think we need to study. Before the terrorists of white supremacy came to Tulsa, Oklahoma, I think that we can learn a lot from Black Wall Street, how to run a business. Black people were very successful in that, in that time. Very successful. Well, it, it wasn't, it wasn't just Black Wall Street. It wasn't just Black Wall Street. I, I, I feel you. That is absolutely correct. That is the history of us owning our own. But we got to remember, I said this earlier, in our communities, it used to be a black man who owned the gas station. It was mom and pop stores before it was poppy stores. We owned our own uh, record stores. We owned our own corner stores. We once had all of this. We just didn't have it all in one community. Well, we did have it all in one community. They just wasn't organized and structured like a little plaza like uh, Black Wall Street. So that right there in itself, and, like and again, Motown, we thank Motown. you for, for calling in, good brother. We, we, we thank you for calling in. Thank um, you. And, and, again, your comments were definitely on point, man. We appreciate when you, you come through, man. And um, we, we, we love having you on as one of, our, one of our greatest and biggest supporters, man. We appreciate that. Um, we, we had it, y'all. We had it. Our, our men, our black men like taught um, our children how to be mechanics once upon a time, too. My uncle, I worked at a mechanic, auto mechanic shop of his. You know what I'm saying? So he taught me how to work on cars somewhat, what tools were and how to use them. So he passed that on to me. He's also the one who told me that never to work for a black man. You know what I'm saying? I mean, never work for a white man. He's never going to do it. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, um, yeah, that that's exactly what we used to do. And we got to get back to doing it. You know what I'm saying? We got to get back to doing that. We got to pass on a trade, a skill, along with that information and knowledge of self that information right. and knowledge of a legacy, whether it's our own as a legacy or the legacies that we had of the past, our heroes. We got to pass that information on. And like DJ Phil yes. said, we got to yes. pass on that information on how to be uh, street smart so that you don't get played or you don't get taken because they can't close you down if you know where you are, where you come from, and what they what they intend to do. They can't close you down if you street smart and book smart and know how to stop them from stopping it, whether it's you hiring somebody or you doing it yourself. So we have to pay. Yes, we question. do pass on information. But we – hold on, Automatic, because we great go to a track, and then we're going to – I'm going to go to the host for their last words. But um, – the, the last thing I'm going to say right here is we, it's the information that we pass. It has to be a positive information, not the information of my dad went to jail, so I'm going to go to jail. That's not the information we want to pass on. So, again, people, let's look at what we're leaving our children, and let's try and leave them with more than just just that or just any type of information. 
it's time for us to get wiser because our children, want they want to know something. They want to know. So it's time that we teach them. You know what I'm saying? So all the uh, listeners out there, man, we definitely thank you for, for tuning in and calling in. And um, automatically, definitely, we love when you come through, man, and, and bless us with, if not a poem, just the education and the knowledge that you bring. You know what I mean? Intellectually, man, that, that was dope what you said tonight. It was dope. So um, before I go back around to the host, right now, I'm, I'm going to go to the host now and then go out with my track because we great come, we coming to the close of the hour with like five minutes left. So, DJ Philly Joy, are you out there? Are you available to give your following and your last word? If you're out there, just let me know. Couldn't hear me. I was I'm out there listening. Uh, All right, there she You got go. me? You hear this me? This your last word. All right. Yep, we hear you. Your last word okay. and your following, Queen. Okay. Just, just be mindful to leave a, a progressive legacy and continue walking in the system of survival, maintaining, sustaining, continue to obtain the things you need to obtain in this world to progress forward in your purpose. So that's all i got to say about that. Uh, my following is every Tuesday, 9 p.m. to 11 p.m., DJ Philly Joy on Joyce Hope on On Point Radio. 146277 uh, is my caller ID. Thank you, guys. Great topic. Thank you. Thank you. Cool, cool. Um, DJ Chill, you in the building? Yeah. All right, try and make it minimal, man. Make it minimal, man. It's before my track go out. All right. <laughs> People, um, I love when I'm here today. I got a hoarse voice. It'll be hard for me to do my ego chant. Well, um, this is some education, man. If y'all people ain't ready for fluid, then don't do it. You understand what I'm saying? It's like liquid. Think about what liquid can do. If it has power to shit up and knock over a building, and if it has that finesse to change from steam to ice, to lipid, whatever that is, imagine what you can do if you took time to figure who the hell you is. Powerful show, man. I wish I had a better voice, because then I guess the ladies would think, you know, I'm the lady's choice. Bad for tomorrow. <laughs> Yeah, make it quick, make it quick. Just tell them where to find you, what time and all that. You ain't got to get all into right. the whole topic. I got Start this tomorrow. Tune in to Thoroughbreds, pin number 143, 341. My topic is thoughtless this meaning um, in your own words, how would you describe what thoughtless repercussions is in your own words? And then pick out a song that will explain it better. So speak your mind. Forever hold your peace. Because we right here and we right now. You on point? God done it. I know I'm on point. Man, word. There you have it, y'all. Thursday, check out DJ Chill tomorrow. Next Tuesday, check out DJ Philly Joy. On Saturday, this Saturday coming, check out Miss T's Queen. Um, Her show is Poetry Palace where she has poets come on and recite their poetry. 
um, Automatic Charismatic, who spoke tonight, also will be on, on her show. He's on her shows um, representing his poetry, uh, as well as all type of poets from all over the world, not just the country, all over the world, call in and recite their poetry. You know what I mean? So check out on Saturday, Poetry Palace with Miss T's Queen here on Point Radio, 9 o'clock to 11 o'clock on Saturday night. That being said, man, start working toward leaving and passing down something to your children other than debt, 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 credit, poor credit, and, and misinformation. You know what I'm saying? I'm going out like this. Extensive catalog, y'all. This topic tonight, I definitely can feel the energy in the air for us to do better. Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.